Hey there, welcome into the latest edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from your front range Toyota store studios. We're talking Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse after a pretty good week for the DU Pioneers on the road on the East Coast. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by Pioneers head coach Bill Tierney. Coach, good to see you. It's uh, We're coming down to the last couple of weeks of the regular season, as wild as that is. And I know one of the most important things is uh, not just playing well, but playing well at the right time. Your guys uh, on a little bit of a roll right now. We're going to dive into that in some detail. But tell me about uh, getting set for this last home week of the regular season at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium with some momentum coming in. Uh, you know, it defi- depends on uh, what Webster Dictionary defines momentum as. You know, if it's considered... Uh, <laughs> almost losing to an 0-11 team, sleeping on airport floors, uh, then we are full of it. Um, but, uh, you know, we've, uh, at the end of the day, as we tell our kids uh, when they play great and they come up at the short end, like against Duke, um, our lives are on the scoreboard and, and we won two games and, and we took a chance on a trip. Uh, if, if anybody made any mistakes this week, it was me in making this schedule. I thought it would be, I knew the Towson game would be tough. I didn't realize uh, the impact, the travel, and the emotion, and the heat, and uh, everything else would take on our guys. And uh, of of you know, not playing great against St. John's, but two and zero on the trip, and uh, put ourselves in position to, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about it to, uh, you know, to to clinch a spot in this tournament. All right, coach. Well, we're going to dive into a lot of the detail on this past week and uh, and get you set for this coming weekend, the final regular season home game, which will be against Providence under the lights on Friday night. Excited for that one. But let's go back. Um, your team now riding three straight wins. You've gotten 12 goals in each of your last three games. Uh, you've won four out of five, including two wins over ranked teams in that span. But let's go back to that Villanova game uh, on Saturday, the eighth. You come out Really, I mean, early on in that game, it felt like, oh, this is going to be a dogfight. Villanova jumps out. They get to a good start. Uh, And then all of a sudden, your guys, you bounce back from that 2-1 lead, and the guys just start rolling. uh, Or 2-1 deficit, I should say, and the guys just start rolling. You rattle off uh, a massive stretch, nine straight at one point, uh, and really just felt like there was so much of a control factor in that game that was on your side. Um, just from a game standpoint, before we talk about everything else from that day, uh, what impressed you most about the way the guys handled that? That was a difficult matchup with Villanova coming in the ninth ranked team in the country. Yeah, well, it, it was, uh, it was the poise and the intelligence that, to be honest, that, uh, we, we had seen in glimpses throughout the year so far, but never in a 60 minute time span like that. It was you know, you get to the end of third quarter, you beat a team like that 10 to three, you go, whoa, something, something's different today. And uh, I, I just think that the bottom line was our players were so afraid to come to the reception that was planned for me after the game with a loss that they, they called upon everything internally, externally, prayer, promises, whatever, <laughs> whatever it was that the last thing they wanted to do was be at that thing, uh, having lost to Villanova. And so uh, I'm so proud of them. And I told them that, you know, that that was an amazing, amazing day. Uh, you know, uh, um, our our basketball coach, you know, Jeff's wife is the uh, in the higher ups of, of positive coaching alliance. And uh, I'm not quite sure she would have approved of my speech on Friday <laughs> where I said, uh, well, Wednesday, we sucked. 
Thursday, we sucked even a little less. We sucked again today, but maybe by tomorrow we'll be okay. You know, and those guys responded so well. And uh, I just, this is what has made this year to this point, despite some ups and downs, despite some feeling like, oh, we should be eight and two or whatever, nine and two, whatever, um, just makes me love these guys more. They, they have just been an amazing group of, of young men who have, who know we don't have to say anything about my last year or whatever it might be the pressure, uh, you know, of, of what's to come, but they, they have been so responsive even to, uh, you know, three-year-old tirades by a 71-year-old man. <laughs> Coach, that, uh, that day, I'll be honest, I was the MC for that reception. I was a little skittish too of like, man, if we got to go into this coming <laughs> off a loss. Uh, but that day, it really just felt like that was the consistency that you guys have been waiting for this season. And it's difficult to put it together for, for a 60 minute stretch. Um, and to see the way the guys did that in your post-game speech, which I know uh, we, we saw posted on social media, um, you pointed out, you play like that. We can win the entire thing and not just this conference. We can win the whole thing. And I think there are probably a lot of people whose eyebrows went up at that comment, but when you watch that performance and you see, especially on the defensive end, uh, the way your guys were locked in, um, that really felt like the type of game that keeps you in a matchup with anybody in the country. Um, do you feel like, and of course, there's a couple tough games that come off of that, but do you feel like the guys internalize that in that moment? Because you go on the road for a difficult road trip, you come away with two wins. It To me, if I'm an 18 to 22-year-old kid, I hear my head coach say that after a game like that, and I think, whoa, man, I didn't realize that we were that close. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it, it just highlighted the what we've known here at the University of Denver for 14 years straight is that our our guys have been year in and year out, week in and week out, so good with handling uh, you know disappointment, handling loss, and they've been so good with that, and 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 they proved it again you know, that, that game. Uh, and then fast forward. And we're, I know we're going to talk about this, unfortunately, but uh, you know, we come, we come off of that. And the one, another thing we have found over the 14 years is we're not good at handling success. And so uh, I, I hope we can continue that um, to continue to improve on that. I mean, and, and uh, you know, and get, get one this weekend, but uh you know, it, it was a day I'll never forget. It was a day, you know, maybe they felt like maybe the season should end now. Everybody's a bunch of happy people now, you know, maybe <laughs> we should just stop, you know, and say what woulda, coulda, shoulda, but we don't. And that's not what we're all about. And so we progress into last week. All right, coach. Final question about uh, two weeks ago. Now it was Bill Tierney day. We did have an awesome reception afterwards. Uh, it was an emotional day and it was a day in which of course, coming in off of a win like that, it just felt so good. Everything was feel good about that day. Now you're the guy who's the center of attention on that day, uh, which makes you a little uncomfortable. Um, but what, I mean, when you look back on that day, this is obviously going to be a memorable season for a million different reasons, but that was a very cool afternoon. Um, just give me your, your overall reaction to, to that day 
the video of, you know, former players and, uh, and administrators and coaches and broadcasters um, talking about their experiences with you. Uh, everything that made you uncomfortable that day, give us the, uh, the full breakdown of it. Yeah, I, I think I think what it did, Tyler, is it gave me in a group setting and now with social media being the way it is, uh, you know, a, you know, but we all have to remember lacrosse is, uh, you know, not going to change the world, but it, but it's our world, you know, and, and, and it's what we live. And so it gave me a chance to at least express, um, you know, uh, some of my beliefs in, in why I do this thing and why we've done this thing. Uh, going from my faith to my family, to my appreciation for all those great friendships, to appreciating and being thankful for every young man who has played for me. And, and I think to sum it up uh, as, as I did there and I did back in 2002 is just to, to be reminded once again, uh, because the numbers, the, the wins, the losses, they become hazy a little bit, to, to be reminded that, uh, um, that when you need to judge your success, you need to judge it by what others have given up for you to have achieved that. And, and I really gave, a, you know, because the next time I talk about that maybe at some lacrosse function or, you know, whatever it might be. And, and I thought it was really unique to be able to express emotion, caring, thanks, to the people that meant the most to you. And, and the video, uh, the, the only thing that was wrong with the video was those people weren't there in person, you know, because those were important people to me. And what Nico did to, to create that thing was just maybe above and beyond uh, most things that anybody has ever done for me, probably just short of, you know, what, what Helen and my family have done for me. All right, coach. Uh, well, you come off of that one, big win, uh, big win because of where it came, not only in the, in the conference uh, landscape, but I feel like where it came in the season. Also, you're coming off a tough loss on the road at Georgetown bounce back, get a win over a top 10 team at home. And then you go for this difficult road trip. And we're going to talk about both these games, obviously, before we preview what's coming up uh, on Friday against Providence. But you get this first win. You go on the road to Towson. That's a difficult draw regardless. Um, but you uh, are hitting the road for a Thursday matchup in the middle of a conference season. And it's the first game of essentially a back-to-back. -back. I know you had an off day in between, sort of. Um, but it's almost the equivalent of, of playing a back-to-back. -back. For your guys to turn around five days after getting a win, over Villanova, not having a huge letdown uh, for that first one against Towson. They really acquitted themselves very well early on, and it felt like just kind of were able to keep the Tigers mostly at arm's length throughout the game. That's a, an observer from afar saying that. What were your biggest takeaways from Towson? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I couldn't believe how well we started in that game. You know, last year, Towson did that to us. You know, we were down last year seven to three at halftime at Towson. And so we flipped the switch a little bit, um, getting up six nothing. And then, of course, went back to our erratic nature a little bit in that end of the first half. But, um, you know, kudos to Coach Natalin and, and Coach Myers at Ohio State. These guys are willing to spend the money, schedule a home and home. 
uh, schedule with us. And, uh, you know, I give them a, a lot of credit for that. And, and it's because it's not easy to play here. And just like it's not easy, as you said, to play at a place like Towson. And we knew it was going to be a tough game. I think since they beat us in the 2016 tournament, um, we've had games and we've been fortunate in those games, but they've been wars, one goal, two goals, you know, three goal type games. And, and you know, we would... Uh, so anyway, point being is that um, it was tough. Towson's a physical, athletic, Baltimore kids, great sticks, great lacrosse acumen. And uh, it was a war. And to come out of that feeling as, you know, pretty good after that game, um, even though we held on, uh, you know, kind of kicked us off to what we probably assumed, wrongly so, would be uh, a great weekend. Well, we've been doing this together for almost 10 years and still as a broadcaster, I'm doing things like starting a new topic immediately before we have to go to break. So we have to go to break, but when we return, we're going to continue talking about the Pioneers 2 and our road swing through the East Coast. It's the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from your Front Range Toyota Store Studios. Back in a minute on 104.3 The Fan HD3. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled to perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive to crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more. Toyota, let's go places. Your Front Range Toyota store is proud to be the exclusive automotive partner of your DU Pioneers. Planning your financial future can be overwhelming and confusing. So let the experts at Johnson Financial Group help guide you to your financial goals. The team at Johnson Financial Group believes in increasing transparency, lowering fees, and striving to achieve better outcomes so you can have a peace of mind when it comes to all of your investing needs. Contact Johnson Financial Group at jfgwealth.net to get started on planning your future. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Continuing along on 104.3 The Fan HD3, it's the Coach Bill Tierney Show talking Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse uh, presented by Johnson Financial Group and live from the hometown Toyota Store Studios. Pioneers uh, back home this weekend for the final time and coming off of a very good stretch, uh, three straight wins and two really difficult wins on the road last week. You go on the road to Towson, you get a win to open up a two-game swing. Uh, and then Coach it's geographically a short trip. Uh, there's nothing really short about the trip between Towson and St. John's uh, to get set for two games in 48 hours. You come away with the win on Thursday. And then on Saturday, you turn around uh, to play a St. John's team that I remember early in the season, we had talked about new coaching staff, 
uh, some new members on that roster. They have yet to grab a win, but you said early in the season, that's a pretty good team. They've played really well. They did play very well on Saturday. Your guys able to rally, come away with the win, but take us through that St. John's game because that was, uh, there were some tense moments watching that thing from back here. Uh, yeah, as you know, Tyler, you've, you've been around sports for long enough. The, uh, a lot of games happen before the game, you know, and, and we, we never travel in buses. Our longest bus trip is 50 minutes down at uh, Air Force Academy every once every two years. So the rest is go to the airport, you're there in a half hour. So um, all of a sudden we are, uh, we are in a bus doing great, going from Baltimore to New York, go through the city. That wasn't too bad. And then if you know anything about life on the East Coast, the Long Island Expressway is like a death wish, you know? And so we get on there and we had a wonderful bus driver and, but he knew a shortcut through Jamaica. Was his name Cosmo Kramer by any chance? Yeah. So on my GPS, when we got off the LIE and it said 24 minutes to Hofstra, where we were going to practice, we get off. And we start going through every street. Well, you stop every block at a red light. Every And every red light's a minute and a half. And so by the time we got through Jamaica, I looked at my GPS and it said, Hofstra, 28 minutes. <laughs> and that was Good 28, minutes, 28 minutes later. So and, and so we get to Hofstra, it's hot. And we go out there and the guys did a great job. I give them a lot of credit. We just get out of a bus change in a, in a locker room that Hofstra was so good to let us have change, go through a quick preparation. And you know us, we, we, we try to prepare every, cross every T, dot every I, and we preparing for the St. John's team in, in a matter of an hour. And now we've been in a bus for five hours. We've eaten two meals in the bus. We, haven't gotten out of the bus. We didn't stop the bus. We went through New York City. We took a shortcut that ended up being a long cut. We practice at Hofstra, sweating, and, and we get back to the hotel. We got to scramble to go, uh, blah, 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 you know? And, and it, the kids were so good that I thought, all right, these guys are great. They're ready to go. Well, then we get to St. John's and they're playing their first game ever in their soccer stadium. The field's a little narrow, a little short, nothing major, but just enough. Um, and we don't have a lot. We have little locker rooms outside. We, there's no shower or anything there. We have to go later on. That's another story to the other building. But point being is that, you know, we just we just shut out, um, you know, Towson for 20 minutes. We The week before, we had shut out Villanova for I don't know how long. 30 minutes, something like that. And we're down two to one in five minutes. And, you know, it, it just, it just, it was so scripted. It was so meant to be. And then to their credit, St. John's played great. We couldn't clear the ball well. We, uh, blah, you know, just didn't play well and nothing's fallen and uh, um, just turned into something that was a challenge that, to be honest, we didn't expect and all the credit due to the St. John's kids and their coaching staff. So uh, after it's over, you look back and say, okay, we faced something that 
you know, we faced everything this year, but now we face something we didn't, we hadn't faced, we hadn't expected, and uh, we should have known better from the Air Force game. And, uh, but we came out on top. And so you got to take the good with that. You won two games in three days, you won three games in seven days, uh, and here, here we go. So uh, you got to move on. And every time we've moved on from losses, the guys have reacted well. And now we got to move on from maybe a, a weekend that could have been better, but we got two wins. And that's the the most important thing as of where you sit at this point in the season. Uh, you got a three-game winning streak coming back home, uh, and you get your regular season finale in sort of unique circumstances as far as the schedule goes, playing on a Friday night under the lights of Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium. Not something that's super common, uh, but something that creates a really, really fun atmosphere uh, in that facility. And uh, for this Providence team coming into town, um, you are a, a squad that right now – you guys sort of know what's in front of you. Um, and everybody does throughout the the conference at this stage. But to be in this position where you now um, get to come home and play that regular season finale, do it against a, a conference opponent um, that's had some struggles, but has played, you know, pretty well. I mean, Providence has played great at home. They've only struggled really on the road this year. Um, what does the momentum feel like for this week, knowing that you've got a night game. It's under the lights. It's on Friday. It's against the conference opponent. It's your regular season home finale. What's the mood been like for the guys getting set for this? I'm going to coin a word for you here that maybe you've never heard in athletic terms. Slow momentum. I like that. You know, you know it's, uh, it, it, it's, we're getting it back. It's, you know, yesterday we had a rough practice and, and uh, it was good. The kids, kids handled it. We did our Monday mile. It was hot, blah, blah, blah. But, um, we know that we've got three or four days to get that feeling of confidence, to get that momentum back, to get the sleeping on airport floors out of our system, to, you know, start to feel good. We're be back home again, uh, senior day, uh, last home game, you know, that will all build as the week goes on. But, but what we know is that, um, Bobby Benson's one of the best coaches in the country is his first year there. He's doing amazing things with them. And, uh, and we have all the respect in the world for that, for that team and that program. So, um, you know, it's, it's a fine line between, Hey boys, don't forget, but Hey, we're doing pretty good here. Let's, let's keep this thing going. We're moving into playoff time. Let's uh, let's do the things that we do well and, and try to multiply them as a, as opposed to subtract some of those things. The thing that's a little crazy too, coach, is that last week, you know, that the St. John's deficit late, you're looking at that and thinking, man, if St. John's brings this upset, all of a sudden you're not guaranteed a spot in the conference tournament. You We're rally, you come back. Yeah, exactly. Rally, <laughs> come back, get that win. You're in a much better position now. Um, but this thing is so tight. I mean, right now, with the exception of St. John's, everybody has at least one conference win. You guys technically right now are sitting in second place behind Georgetown because you've got the tiebreaker over Villanova. Uh, but where this conference is right now, uh, I know from the landscape, if you're evaluating this not as a coach who's in the heat of it, it's great for, for lacrosse. It's great for the Big East that everybody is in this hunt. But this has got to be stressful at this point to still be thinking, all right, we still have to be able to get at least this win next week at Marquette as well, but nothing is guaranteed at this stage of the season. Yeah. There was, there have been many years here where at this point in the year, we were three and oh, and we knew we were in the yeah. tournament. We knew we were playing two teams um, 
you know, at the end of the, at the end of the thing that, that at least had a couple of losses and uh, you know, we could, we could certainly not overlook anybody, uh, but know that if we played our game, we were in good shape. And, uh, and now we're not, you know, you know, we lost that game to Georgetown pretty handedly. We're playing a team this Friday that lost to Georgetown by two. We lost to them by seven. And, uh, and so, you know, there's always these comparisons that, you, you don't really want to make you certainly don't make when you're winning them you, you can when you're losing them but uh it's uh it, it's pretty stressful and, and it's uh but it's another challenge for our guys who have stepped up to challenges throughout the year and and um, as i've said over and over again this year how proud i am of these young men and we've got they know now they they know what, where it is you know a month ago it was kind of vague we're still playing it on non-conference schedule you know, we had Georgetown in front of us and, and all that stuff, but now it's very clear. And, you know, as I said to them yesterday, it's, it's, you know, our season right now looks like two, three, four or more. And, that, and that's how we're referring to it is if these two games go South, we could be out of the tournament. If, if we do okay, we could be in the tournament for one game. If we do really well, we could be in the tournament for two games. And then the more part is if we do really well, we could, make make a run in the NCAA tournament so it's it's really anything from zero to 60 um you know I know your international can't go 60 yet but uh it will someday and um you know we don't know what's going to happen so we better prepare for for anything that can happen if I get it on a hill and I like okay. weight down the front end. I think it could probably right crack 60. Uh, coach, we're going to talk a lot more about this on Friday, obviously for Pioneer pregame uh, as we get set for this final regular season home game in 2023. But um, the things that you most want to see from your guys on Friday, a Providence team that's well coached coming in, looking to build some momentum in their own right, headed toward the conference tournament. What are going to be the biggest factors on Friday? Energy, confidence, and, and getting our team defense back, back together. I like it. It's coming up on Friday night at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium. Really excited for this Friday game. 7 o'clock uh, face-off on Friday, 6.30 Pioneer pregame on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Television coverage, by the way, on CBS Sports Network. And uh, he's the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Senior night on the docket this week. Coach, uh, can't wait to get out there for one more this uh, Friday evening. And we'll see you later on this week. Thanks, Tyler. Wrapping up this edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. We'll talk to you on Friday for Denver and Providence.